Welcome, my member lads, to another round of the book recaps. It is your favorite mere mortal light, mere mortal host here, Kyron. Uh, a bit mean to one, but <laughs> in any case, I'm the one who does the book recap. So this is where at the end of every month, I go over all the books that were reviewed on this channel, this being the Mere Mortals book reviews. I add some additional notes and maybe some things that you might not have realized didn't particularly make it into the book re reviews themselves. I then go over to the support section, thank everyone who is contributing to this podcast via value for value. And then I can give you a little bit of hints at what is coming up for the next section. So I'm going to jump right into this here and share my screen. And the first one that I had here was The Courage to be Disliked by uh, Ishiro Kishimi and Fumitaki Koga. So this was an okay book. It's, it's self-help. I've read a lot of self-help books over the years and they all start to blend in and merge um, to, into, into this kind of conglomeration with various styles, some being more practical, this one wasn't, and some having you know, additional aspects, some being funnier, some being, you know, whatever. Uh, this one, I suppose, was distinct because of the uh, aspect of Adlerian psychology, which I had not heard of before. I didn't even know there was kind of another third psychologist, psychoanalyst um, in the same level as kind of Freud and Jung. So they claim in this book, was he actually that uh, big as those two? I'm not so sure. But in any case, I did ca uh, create some key points here. And I gave this a six and a half out of 10 as well. So uh, you can see that this wasn't, it's not, not like my favorite and I start with the good books first. So uh, hence why this month, this was called, it's my fault. I chose to read these books, but there was a reason. Anyway, I'm going to get into the, the key points that I took away from Adlerian psychology as it kind of appeared through the book. So number one, the past does not exist. All actions are down to goals and most negative thinking is down to the goal is, is to achieve the goal of not doing X. So this was really reframing it and, and showing the personal responsibility is on you. If you are not doing something, it is because you're actually trying to not do something. So that's the initial framing. All problems are interpersonal relationship problems. And that one was kind of, you need to read the book to get fully into that. Uh, there are life tasks involving work, friends, and relationships. If you avoid these tasks, you are living a life lie. So that is a com concept that comes up in the book, the life lie. Uh, there are separate tasks and uh, don't intervene in other people's tasks. So it is really this kind of hands-off approach where it's uh, not only is it you and an individual need to fix your own problems, you can't really go around fixing other people's problems. Uh, this is where I would strongly agree with this psychology and the Adlerian psychology and, and say, yeah, you know what? I have myself have noticed whenever I try and meddle with other people's problems in life, it doesn't help things. Uh, suggestions get uh, ad advice. Suggestions, if anything, I make it worse. So I'm I'm more of the mindset where unless people are coming to me and asking me for help, I'm not going to particularly mm, jump on board and and really try and help them out in that that respect. Uh, we're all part of a l larger community and this gets to the universe level. So uh, it's kind of like listen to the voice of the larger to get to the community feeling. So this is where it gets somewhat spiritual, I would say, where it's like we're all part of the atoms, there's goodness in the universe and Adlerian psychology is about doing the most. It, it doesn't really frame it in a nice enough way for me. I, if it said something along the lines of doing the most good, the best thing for everyone, I'd be content to leave it at that and say, you know what, that's, that's good enough. But it, it had this kind of 
yeah, a bit of a spiritual bend onto it, which I, I didn't find particularly um, enlightening. Didn't didn't clarify things for me. And then the the last section was about horizontal relationships. So this is equal but not the same. Uh, I think that's a very good distinguishing point. A lot of people get tripped up with um, it's it's good to have equal opportunity but not equal outcome. Uh, there's kind of like the, the the failing of communism, I guess, where it 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 tricks people into thinking that hard work is is the same as getting the same outcome. Um, and that's just not true. There's fundamental differences between humans. And so if you put an equal amount of hard work, you are going to get a different result. Thankfully, you can put in even more hard work to, to kind of level out that result again. So um, therefore, assistance and encouragement is uh, required to complete one's tasks, i.e. leading a horse to water, but not forcing it to drink. This is once again, the kind of um, idea that if people are having problems, you're not trying to force them to drink something, but you can direct them to the uh, to the source, I suppose, to the goodness, to the good ideas, to the uh, mental techniques that'll help them, to physical tasks that will get them back in shape or you know whatever your problem is versus praises and punishment, which they deem as manipulation. This one, I, I kind of got, and, and it was really saying, you shouldn't praise anyone ever, um, nor should you punish anyone ever. And it's more of you're leading them down to this path because praise can be interpreted as, oh, this person is saying good things about me. So now I'm going to do that thing just for their praise. And this is relying on other people and relying on other people is kind of bad in Adlerian psychology. So uh, it got a bit too far because it was really talking about how if your kid is doing something, you should neither praise nor punish them, but lead them to the source of, of the water. Um, <laughs> and I just see that being as kind of impractical. It'd be very, very hard to, to raise your kid like that. Um, maybe it's doable um, and, and I just haven't looked into it enough, but I definitely think that the, the idea, the concept of it is, is probably for the best. It would be great, but I'm just not sure it's feasible to not praise nor punish anyone ever because those those mechanisms are very... Um, the incentives make things very clear, uh, whereas the, this leading a, a, a horse to water, so your child is being naughty and you're trying to lead them away from them being naughty, um, it, it might be unclear to the child, at least in my mind, that they are doing something naughty. They don't have the, the mental capacity to really know uh, that that second level or third level order of effects of what's going on. So, uh, look, I, I, I won't totally dismiss it, but yeah, it did it did seem just a bit a bit harsh. Um, the whole psychology, to be honest, seemed a, a little bit harsh to me. So, the next book that I had in this series was Around the World in Eighty Days by Jules. Vern. So I actually had a bit of a bigger copy here with some of the in, uh, initial sketchings, illustrations uh, created by, I, I said his name in the actual book review, uh, but I've forgotten here by Alfonso de Neuville and Leon Bennett, as engraved by Henry Theopold Hildebrand, uh, Adolfo Frances Panemaker, and others. So, geez, there was actually quite a few that I missed. I did like the contrasts. Um, that you'd kind of found that I found in this book, especially between the main characters. So this would be being Passepartout and between uh, Phileas Fogg. 
Phileas Fogg was this very strict, rational, calm Englishman. Uh, everything's done by the book. Everything's precise. Let me look at my watch and, you know, uh, we're, we're going around in this time. Uh, the exactitude of this longitude and the funny thing is he screws it up at the end because he does a full rev revolution of the world and forgets to minus a day when he crosses the um, the international dateline, which didn't actually exist at the time. So it kind of made sense as well in the book, but uh, there's no way that practically he would have actually got the days mixed up because there would have been all the, you know, the newspapers would have had the wrong date. Other things would have had the wrong date, but it was still, still a funny thing. Uh, I do like that the stoic Englishman trope. And if you've uh, seen my review of Food of the Gods by H.G. Wells, I believe that was who? Yeah, H.G. Yeah, something like that. And my favorite character in that was this, the, the engineer, Cossa, who was this kind of very, kind of similar. I won't say very similar, but kind of similar to Phileas Fogg, where it's that that stoic Englishman. I, there's just something about it which I really enjoy, which I think, you know, no nonsense. All right, lads, let's get to business. Let's do this thing. And there's no whining or complaining. There's no, uh, there's no, and, and, and it's taking things in a good way. It's, you know, a setback. They don't, they don't have this kind of aggressive good to it, but it's just like, mm, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll fix that. This is all to be expected. Uh, let's let's continue on. I, I thought that was uh, that was cool, but in comparison to Cossa, Phileas Fogg lacks in passion. He doesn't have this um, the, this this drive which Cossa, the engineer, did in um, in the uh, uh, Food of the Gods. Whereas he was, yeah, he was just a bit too dispassionate. And so I'm going to read out in a second. The uh, this is on page 84 of of this book that I have, and this was. Uh, how how certain Phileas Fogg was on, on many different things. So here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's rescued this this uh, this lady, this Indian lady, uh, forgetting her name, uh, Lady Auda, A O U D A, and they're on going to Hong Kong. And she's like, would she receive is, uh, assistance and protection at his hands? She couldn't say. To which Mr. Frog, uh, Mr. Fogg responded that she wasn't a worry, that everything would work out mathematically. This was his watchword. Did the young woman understand what he meant by that horrid adverb? Who knows? She kept her eye, large eyes on Mr. Fogg's the whole time. Her large eyes as limpid as the holy lakes of the Himalayas. But Fogg the incurable, as much as a stuffed shirt as ever, apparently wasn't the sort to dive into such a lake. And this, get, this is weird because he's, he's, super, he's super like this all the time. He's not understanding. He's not showing human emotion. Um, this lady is is kind of falling for him, and it's just it just makes me go like, what What's she actually falling for him about? I mean, he he's not showing any affection towards her. <laughs> it's, it's so strange. And then they're just getting married right at the end. It's just like, bam! Oh, love confession from Phileas Fogg, and uh, I've actually loved you this whole time, even though he's this kind of dispassionate, stoic guy. So I don't know. It was it was a little bit strange. And Passapor too. In, in contrast was this bumbling oaf in many ways, uh, an ignoramus almost. And it's funny, I, I just don't see why Phileas Fogg would, would even put up with him. So there's this section where they've gone to this very uh, random town in the middle of nowhere in the United States and the, the, the Mormons are there. And so uh, 
he's basically like, uh, as I'll just read it out. As for Passport 2, in his capacity as confirmed bachelor, he looked with definite trepidation at these Mormon women who had to be jointly responsible for the happiness of just one Mormon male. In his common sense way, he especially pitied the husband. So this is where Mormons can have multiple wives. It struck him as dreadful to have to guide so many ladies at one time through life's complications, leading them in a body to their Mormon paradise, and all with the prospect of their spending eternity in the company of the glorious Smith, who had to be the high spot of that delectable locale. No doubt about it, the Frenchman didn't feel called to any such thing, and he found, though maybe he was kidding himself, that the female citizens of Salt Lake City were shooting some slightly disturbing looks at his person. (laughs) Passeport too, you, you devil. Uh, and then he goes on to, to chat with this Mormon and the Mormon says one, uh, and he asks him, you know, how many wives he had. He said, one, sir, the Mormon re- answered, raising his arms to high heaven, one, and she's enough. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's this, just these funny things where pa- passport two is, is he just misinterprets things. He, he lives in his own reality, which isn't exactitude mathematically. He keeps his watch, um, on the same time throughout the whole journey and there's this constant running joke that the watch is wrong, except at the two times right in the middle when he's gone 12 hours into the uh, future, I suppose, in this case, or, or into the past, maybe. And then in another, when he arrives back in London and his, you know, his famous grandmother's watch is now on the exact time again. It's like, oh my God, I don't know. It was just the, the book itself. That was probably why I didn't enjoy it as much. The characters were slightly not too outlandish but just slightly they didn't behave as as characters kind of would you'd expect them to as as you'd maybe see in real life there was just a little bit too much fiction thrown into it for me so uh, i gave that a six out of ten the last book that i personally reviewed was the tibetan book of the dead there's a little bit of uh, drama going on with the image that you see on your screen at the moment so Apparently, I was being a, a bit offensive. Uh, I, you know, there's worth highlighting out. So, what I do with all of these book reviews is I create a, an image. I like showing that it's a personalized touch that I've actually put in the effort to not only review the book, but do something a little bit different for the thumbnails so you can just just see that it's not just this generic template. I, I just want to do something. Now, I don't also don't want to spend too much time on it. So, what I have kind of settled on is I either choose the author themselves, a, a photo of them if I can, or and if not, maybe I will grab a photo of some of the main characters of the book or a, uh, a movie version of them. And then I'll, I just stick my face on it. That's, that's what I do. It's funny. You know, sometimes I'll do it with females. Sometimes I'll do it with gods in this case, uh, or not, he's not a god in this case, but he was a very uh, famous Tibetan monk, uh, Padmasambhava. Padmasam Bahava, maybe. And what I, what I do is like, I just literally put my face on. So, and this was a, a golden statue of him. I cut out the face, I put my face on it and then I made it goldish. And, you know, I kind of do this half-assed thing. So it's not getting into the uncanny valley. You can obviously tell I've just done a rough Photoshop. Uh, one of the comments I got from someone in the, in the YouTube was, was a very kind, but asking me to, he found it offensive and um, I I don't want to be unnecessarily offensive, but when you're playing this game of recording things, of doing things for the internet, 
if someone somewhere is going to find anything you do offensive and are you willing to change your whole style, what you believe in, uh, maybe not what you believe in. It's this rough, it's this weird game. If a lot of people found this offensive and uh, for example, the, if I was to review the Quran, I probably wouldn't use a photo of Muhammad and then put my face over it because you can get killed for that. You know, go, go check out the Charlie Hebdo sort of stuff. Um, do I care enough about my uh, little funny things that I do to to risk being killed for? Nah, not particularly. Uh, and, you know, I'm not at a huge level of, of interest from other people, but who, who knows? Um, if you're willing to kill someone over a cartoon, uh, I, I don't understand that sort of person. And maybe they watch random small YouTubers <laughs> and podcasters in that, in that uh, respect. So I, I, I kindly said, look, I, I don't mean to, there is no intent for me to, to be making fun of your God or your, your Tibetan monk or these people that you revere, but I'm also not willing to change my style, my approach just for a one-off little thing. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a balance, it's a mix. If I had received a torrent of people saying they all felt super offended by what I was doing and that... The, even though there was no ill will on my part, it, the action still uh, causes offense. Maybe I would be willing to change, but in this case, um, I'm not. So dusting my hands of that, just so people know. Uh, this really gets into, once again, why I uh, labeled this this uh, as I did. It's all my fault. Um, getting into the Adlerian psychology, it's all my fault. I'll take responsibility. I chose to read this. I, I chose to read this book knowing that I would probably wasn't going to enjoy it. I had, this was originally part of my goals a couple of years ago where I wanted to learn more about Buddhism, where I was reading all of these texts and these things. And I just, I read enough of the original text to go or, or translations of the original text to go, this, this, this stuff is, is, is boring. I don't get it. Uh, it's not my culture. It's it's just not super applicable and useful for me. This book was pretty much like that. It was 80% uh, of random names, whatever the ether, wherever the ether pervadeth, consciousness pervadeth, wherever consciousness pervadeth, the Dharmakaya pervadeth, abide tranquilly in the uncreated state of the Dharmakaya. In that state, birth will be obstructed and perfect alignment, enlightenment gained. There's just so much, 80% of it was talking about the guru, mother, father, was uh, talking about people, about these gods and, you know, it just, it just means nothing to me. You, you could be listing off, um, I don't know, names of places in Phuket and it, it would have just as much impact on me as, as these names, places, locations were, had uh, this appealing to a higher authority, which I know nothing about. It, it, it didn't work on me. So uh, my fault, uh, it did reconfirm a lot of what I had, I had discovered already in these original texts, which is there's a lot of kind of prostering of aggrandizing of lack of verifiable type things or calls to action that I can do to prove what they're saying is real. It's It's kind of it's already substantiated that this is the gospel and that this is, you have to believe this. I'm not at that stage. So that approach doesn't work for me. 
and you know taken on face value without a whole life of cultural context enforcing baggage and doctoration it's it's rather nonsensical so uh, i gave it a two and a half out of ten the tibetan book of the dead uh, once again i i don't mean to be mean I, I i'm sure there's plenty of other people who gained great things from this but i personally did not Let's get on to what Juan uh, checked out for his two book reviews. So the first of these was Courage is Calling, or sorry, he gave this an eight out of 10. So he really loved this book. Uh, it seemed to be that the reason that he enjoyed it was probably because so many of the examples were physical in nature. What I question is how much is that applicable to today's day in life where a lot of what we do is not about physical courage and that the courage is actually more uh, a mental of a mental nature i.e do you have the courage to uh, tell your your wife that you don't love her anymore and to to end a relationship which is is turning sour but it's one of comfort and you, you know that that sort of thing do you have the courage to uh, come out as gay in a in a world where there is still plenty of prejudice against gay people or um, you know uh, transgender or you know insert whatever your particular thing is i don't really mind the all all is good as long as you're not hurting other people that's that's everything is is beautiful and good um uh, best of luck to, to everyone uh you can be an idiot like me i have to come out as an idiot all the time <laughs> the the thing is just uh that from the book it sounded like it was really about showing your courage when you're under fire or when you're in a battle or to um, you know, I don't know, just, just all those sorts of things where you typically associate courage with. So it makes sense. It makes sense that you, if they're talking about firefighters and things like that, but for a general population, for general people who thankfully don't need to work in extreme, uh, jobs like being a mercenary or a professional soldier or a firefighter or things like that how much is courage useful in your everyday life? And if it is useful, maybe it's better to talk about more the mental nature of it. So those were just my thoughts. Um, I haven't read the book. I'm just responding to, to what he said. Would I personally go and read that book? Absolutely not. <laughs> it did not sound uh, appealing to me at all. Neither particularly did stillness is the key, but this is more related to how it's written. And the, we've got a boostergram coming out on that. So that was an eight out of 10 for one. The other one, Stillness is the Key, once again by Ryan Holiday. Uh, it's not great if your definition is hazy, uh, if that's what the book is all about. So one called that out where he was saying he found the definition to be kind of lacking. And yeah, that, that was, uh, mm, I suppose, a bit of a detraction. If you've written a whole book about this and someone reads it and they, they kind of feel like, uh what's it about like what what exactly are you talking about that's not that's not the greatest thing uh once again <laughs> related to the physical nature of things Juan doesn't like being still so he's going to struggle with something like that uh so he gave it a six and a half out of ten we actually did have a big discussion on the relationship aspect he mentioned that within the book review and how Ryan Holiday was saying you need to have stillness uh you need to have a relationship to find stillness uh, that that doesn't compute for me. I would have thought <laughs> you find stillness probably a bit easier if you don't have a big uh, committed relationship with another person. That that seems to me like it'd be more an addition of uh, complexity 
and stillness I'm not sure is necessarily found in, in complex things. Uh, but if you want to know more about that, I would recommend checking out episode 340 of the Mere Mortals podcast. So if you type 340 into our search bar on our website, you will 100% that or get that or, or stillness and you'll also get that. So that is it for the actual books. There was So that's five books and one of them was a carryover from the previous month because it actually released in December just because that's um, uh, how it goes. I, I only want to review the books if they've actually already, uh, sorry, talk about in the recap if they've actually already been reviewed and released. So let's get on to the, the Boostergram Lounge. Let's talk about some uh, Boostergrams. So for those who don't know, a Boostergram is a message that you can send within your podcasting app that you're listening on. So if you're on YouTube, um, leave a comment. <laughs> but on the actual podcast audio, uh, you can send a, a comment in and this will have a value attached to it of Satoshi's. And Satoshi is a portion of Bitcoin. And we do this, uh, uh, this is a value for value podcast. So we just ask, that you put whatever value you want on the show. If you hated it, that's fine. You gave it a, a negative value. Stop watching. If you have, you know, a, a completely neutral, uncaring value, that is 100% fine. You do not need to do anything. If you enjoyed it, if you think, man, I'm, I'm glad I learned something from this. I, uh, you know, that they put in a whole uh, host of time and effort. Some of the themes that they talked about were great. I'm actually going to go get this book, that sort of thing. Perfect. Uh, I would just appreciate if you could send some of that value back my way. And this doesn't necessarily need to be in a monetary form. So you can do it by just simply telling a friend and saying, hey, there's uh, there's a really good book reviews channel. You can check them out on YouTube or whatever podcast app of your choice. You could send me in some book recommendations. Oh, Karen, you didn't like this one. This might have a different spin on it. Oh, Karen, you did like this one. This book is also in that genre. You'll probably appreciate it. Uh, I have read many books from book recommendations because how else are you going to find out about a good book to read? And I obviously need them because I've read some kind of average ones recently. And then the final way, as I mentioned, is a boostergram. This is really people who are putting their money where their mouth is. They value the show a lot. And so they have sent in a message uh, directly to the show with this payment attached. And I like to close that loop, that feedback loop and and thank them directly and read out their message so they can be part of the Mere Mortals book review uh, and the Mere Mortals book recap. So with all that being said, let's go into our boostergrams. We have Peter kicking us off here. And so for the uh, test of the Durbivals, he said, I've never even heard of this author or book. Thanks for doing this review. My horizons have been expanded. Horizons expanded. Nice. And that was 3,333 sats. Thank you, Peter. Yep. Uh, Thomas Hardy. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't. He's a, I'd heard of him just for his kind of poetical nature and that he, he writes um, kind of books, classics, I guess. So uh, I'm a fan of classic books. So yeah, um, this, this uh, was, was easy to find for me for sure. Uh, also had uh, 333 sats just boosted him from Joel W. No, no, uh, I'd appreciate that. Uh, if you, if you want to send in a note at some point, man, I would, I would absolutely love that. So let's keep going on. We had Peter again, another 3,333. And um, I believe he's sending these through Fountain. And this is on the stillness book. And he said, I found mindful meditation to be a useful tool, but I can totally see how it's not for everyone. Some people are hopelessly mesmerized in the idea of self. Stillness will be will just be annoying to those folks. And that's all right too. Mm, stillness will be just annoying to those folks. 
there, there are people who get lost in the self. You see this with the psychonauts, so people who really dive deeper into the aspect of, of psychedelics and the experiences you can have and mixing, or what if I take THC with LSD uh, and what if I change up the dose? What if I try this brand or, or this, this variation of it? What if I go into the park and do this? I'm exploring myself and I'm learning more about the world and these sorts of things. You know, that, that level of self <laughs> diving is a bit too much. Uh, narcissists obviously care a lot about themselves and you see certain people who, whilst can be very successful in life, they are obsessed with what other people think, which is um, just an awful way to live because you, you, you can never know what other people think, but you can know what you think, which is um, a very reassuring thing. Uh, I personally quite like mindful meditation as well. I don't use it all the time, but I find it a useful tool like um, Peter, Peter has mentioned here. And yeah, I'm not sure how much of the book was actually really about meditation and, and mindfulness though. It, it did seem like the stillness aspect was, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was a meditative one, perhaps because he's talking about the Stoics. Uh, generally, that's what um, uh, Ryan Holiday's books are about. So, and, and there are aspects of Buddhist, of Buddhist type th- thought that I have definitely seen in Stoic writings. Epictetus, these uh, Marcus Aurelius, this call to examine your own mind to, um, there, there, are, there are aspects where you can go, oh, yeah, that, that is, does relate to Buddhism somewhat, um, just not the, um, <laughs> the random uh, stuff that you find in the afterlife, but more the aspect of introspecting inwards, of examining your own thoughts and examining your senses and, and trying to determine what is real and what is not. So, yeah, thank you very much, Peter. Much appreciated. We've also got him coming in again. Oh, he's just uh, he's supporting the show a lot because he, he really enjoys the show. So thank you. And he says, sorry to be critical. And this is about the courage is calling. Sorry to be critical, but does this qualify as a book? It sort of seems to me that Ryan Holiday writes long pamphlets. Also, I feel saying courage is 100% virtue is a bit romantic. I think courage is often some part secret recklessness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or at least something that people often mistake for courage as some part self-destruction. Anyone who takes risks for the greater good has at least accepted their mortality at the minimum. Lastly, simply not being selfish anymore is not a form of courage. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the kind of gets onto why I, I struggle with the word courage as well. I, 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 wouldn't say, I, wouldn't like, I wouldn't label myself as courageous in any form whatsoever. And that probably is just because the, the actual virtue of it is it's kind of opaque to me. It, it, it does seem to be wrapped up when, with this kind of warlike mentality of, I get the facing your fear aspects, but there is, um, it does seem to have, yeah, this sort of rec- like you mentioned, a recklessness, a, um, a self-destructive aspect perhaps as well. Uh, I, yeah, I, whatever it is, I'm, I'm kind of picky about words for some reasons. And, and sometimes I can't explain them fully, but Courage is definitely not one that appeals to me. So uh, I, 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 I probably lean more towards the side of Peter than I do um, with Juan for this one. But that is okay because you can think whatever the hell you want to think and enjoy whatever the hell you want to enjoy. The last two coming in here are from none other than Peter again. It says, I steal this idea from Peterson. 
Your goal isn't to chase happiness. Your goal is to not be miserable. Bang on. That's uh, related to the psychology one. Thank you, Peter. And then Cole McCormick. So this is the host of America Plus. And he says, happiness begins in the mind because all your actions begin there too. Thoughts become words and words become habit. Hmm. Happiness begins in the mind. I'm not sure I totally agree with that. I think there is an aspect of action coming first and then that influencing your thoughts. I think it can run both ways. Uh, probably, I mean, look, even though the whole talking about happiness is, is I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like talking about chasing happiness and finding happiness and becoming truly happy and those sorts of things. Uh, it's nice. There's no doubt it's nice to be happy, but I, I just think it's it's the wrong thing to focus on. And uh, happiness begins in the mind because all your actions begin there too. You know, that that's probably a, 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 the part I'd take issue with. I'm not sure all actions begin in the mind. I'm, there's certainly a, plenty of things I've done which I had no thought of. I, I just did them, whether it be an instinctive reaction, and this is where you could... Psych in a in an evolutionary sense, say yeah. There's no way you actually knew what you were doing then because your your body and your brain reacted without the conscious thought of that. Uh, but I'm I'm nitpicking here. Um, <laughs> Cole, Cole, thank you so much for sending some stats in my way, and um, that is really encouraging. A bit bit of a, a definitely boost up um, since the the previous month and getting some new faces in here, which is also super encouraging. One of the things about value for value is that it takes a long time and it, and it can be the, the discouraging um, if you're not getting feedback, if it feels like you're talking into a void and whatnot, which is why at this stage, I, I really just highlight, look, I, it's not even about the monetary amount at this stage. It's more about the aspect of, of actually knowing that you're out there, that you're caring, that you're listening um, and leaving a comment of some sort. Without that feedback, it, it becomes very, very hard to continue doing this on and which is why I mentally immensely appreciate Peter, uh, especially, but also Cole and also Joel W for, for sending in a boost of showing that, that value ha- that, that I am actually doing something valuable. If I'm not doing something valuable. I, I don't want to keep doing this, this, you know, it, it helps me doing these things and clarifying stuff in my mind, but um, for the amount of effort that I, I put into it, I, I definitely need it to, to be valuable to others. And if I'm not doing that correctly, I need to know that. So uh, any, any thoughts, any words back and appreciation of, of that would be um, immensely appreciated on my part as well. So that is it in terms of the, the Boostgram Lounge. Thank you everyone for, for participating. Much appreciated. And if you're on the YouTube and you want to take the real extra effort and go and learn all about all of these things, uh, I would just recommend going to the Fountain app that's probably the easiest at the moment. Um, just play around on that. Maybe you'll figure it out. Uh, if you want to know more, go check out the Mere Mortals podcast because we give more in-depth, detailed actions of how you can help participate in the value for value. Whew, there's a big one. Everyone, thank you for that. What is coming up for February of 2023? Um, there's a couple of books here. I have finished The Catcher in the Rye. Boom, you're done. So JD Stellinger, that is definitely coming up. I have gotten midway through Common as Air by Lewis Hyde. Uh, probably, there's a, a good book. I'm going to give it a good rating. I'm not sure exactly what it'll be at the moment, but definitely that will be there. I have 
uh, algorithms for dummies, I'm about a third, maybe a quarter, uh, that's a bummer, of, of the way through that. I'll try and take a real big effort to finishing that this month, but I'm not sure I'll finish it and do the book review. So just so you know, that that's what I'm actually reading. I did have a whole section of, of other books. Uh, I did say I wanted to do Emile Zola. I did say I wanted to do Reality Plus. Uh, I've just, these these books came up first. So those are definitely still in my to-do, to-read to to list, those, those kind of authors and things. Um, once again, recommendations, if you want to send through in a boostergram or in a comment, uh, I would love to receive that. And uh, I, I do keep a constantly updating book list on my phone. So all of those are much appreciated. One, I believe has a book related to, uh, I know he's reading Life Force by Tony Robbins at the moment. And there was another book that another two books that he's finished, but I, for the life of me, can't remember what they are. So one also has a, a book review or two, which might be appearing on in February. Whew, that is a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things going on. Everyone, uh, thank you for, for joining in. I'm going to just highlight this here. I will be doing these book recaps live in the future. I'm going to, it's going to be a mess around. I, I don't have a fixed date for it. I'll, I'll probably try and do it on the Sunday before this is released. So this is always released on the last Monday of the month. So I'll probably do it the day before on the Sunday if I can, but maybe sometimes it'll work better to do it earlier. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, if, if you feel like joining in live, that's awesome. Uh, I'm, I, ha I don't particularly check the, the comments and whatnot. So if people are commenting, um, yeah, if not, that's, that's totally fine as well. Um, if you, if you don't tune in live, but just know that I am doing them. So with all of that being said, thank you very much everyone for, for listening all the way to the end. I know this is a bit rambly. I'm going to try and keep it a little bit shorter next time, but it is also meant to be rambly because I'm giving you these additional thoughts, these additional things, which you might not find in the actual polished book reviews that I put out. So uh, I do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. And that is it. Kyron out.